0: You're listening to Fusion Patrol, a listener-supported podcast. Each week, we take a single episode of a science fiction TV series, movie, or audio, and overanalyze it to within an inch of its life. Welcome to the discussion. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fusion Patrol. I'm Eugene. And I'm Simon. And tonight we're looking at episode five of crime traveler sins of the father episode synopsis and i apologize in advance this one's a bit well there's a big deal on down at the station detective gareth oldroyd has come to chief grissom with a potentially very high profile arrest lenny Gebler, a major friend from up north is coming to london to purchase a two million pound haul of stolen diamonds there's just one problem Slade is uncomfortable when he hears Oldroyd's name, just as Oldroyd is similarly unsettled by Slade's name. Oldroyd goes to see Grissom and asks for Slade to be taken off the case, you know, because of what happened with his father. Grissom refuses because the sins of the father are not transferable to the son. Oldroyd's planned raid relies on Turner, a physicist, to validate the diamonds on the spot, which is odd, but that's apparently what Police science officers are for. The raid goes a bit poorly, with Oldroid being taken hostage. But Slade drives through the wall, saves the day, and recovers the diamonds. Turner validates them, then Oldroid tags them and puts them in an evidence bag. No, nope. strike that. He wraps them up in their pretty little velvet pouch and puts them in his coat pocket. Later, he hands a pretty little velvet pouch over to Grissom, who inspects them, tags them, and puts them in an evidence No, nope. strike so- that. She just hangs onto the unopened pouch until she puts them in the evidence lockup back at the... St- no, no, strike that. She just puts them in her safe in her office. That night, having a couple drinks with Turner, Slade cracks just a little. Old Roy was his father's partner on the police force before his dad retired, but he'll give no more information. Turner also wonders why Lenny the Fence didn't bother to bring the money if he was planning on buying the diamonds. Well, I guess that doesn't matter. They caught him. They part ways, and Slade is attacked when he gets home and drugged. He is left on a park bench all night. Next morning, the diamonds are gone, and for some reason that's not entirely clear, Slade is the number one suspect. But it must be a good reason because they get a magistrate to sign off on a warrant to search Slade's house. I mean, I assume they got a search warrant. And rightfully so, too, because they find a token amount of diamonds hidden inside an ice cube tray. When confronted with this evidence, Slade points out that he couldn't get into the safe because he doesn't know the combination, but Grissom tries to prompt his memory by saying the combination out loud, which would only be useful at this point if Slade had a time machine. Just as he's about to be arrested, the fire alarm conveniently goes off, Slade makes a break for it, and a convenient office trolley shoots out in front of Morris and Oldroyd, giving Slade some distance. The officer in the evidence lockup is actually locked in, giving Slade an additional edge in his escape someone must be really watching over him because morris's car is sitting in the garage doors unlocked and motor already running what a lucky break as slade makes a clean getaway he heads straight for turner's time machine of course as does turner this is not lost on morris who has noticed those two spend a lot of time together he and oldroid follow turner back to her place in the nick of time they go back in time about a day they witness the raid follow the diamonds, spend the night in Grissom's office waiting to see who really steals them. But when they get bored of that, Slade opens the safe with the combination that Grissom tells him in the future and finds they're already gone. They were never in the safe. WTF? But how can that be? The chain of evidence is so solid and unbroken. Knowing that Slade has already been knocked unconscious and left in a park, they go to his flat and remove the incriminating diamonds from his ice cube trip, you know, Strike that, they have a drink and talk about Slade's father. He's not exactly retired from the police force in the traditional sense. He's actually in prison. He was arrested for taking money from a bank robbery investigation and has intentionally estranged himself from Slade. Next morning, early, they visit old man Slade in prison and learn that not only are the circumstances of his arrest almost identical, the players are the same too. What an amazing coincidence! Slade realizes that Gebbler must be behind it. He goes to the station and questions Gebbler about the missing diamonds before they're actually discovered to be missing. Time travel, remember? The questioning fails to produce any results, but while there, Slade helps himself escape by activating the fire alarm and pushing the office trolley in front of Morris. Turner does her part by getting Morris' car ready for Slade's escape. Next, Turner anonymously calls Grissom and asks her to release Gebler, which she does. Turner and Slade follow over overhear a conversation that the real exchange happens that night at 7, and then hoof it back to the time machine, once again just in the nick of time. While this is going on, old man Slade has an idea, and he wants to call his son. The warden won't let him, though, so he escapes prison, as you do when they won't let you make a phone call. As time is resynchronized, Slade gives himself up, and in interrogation, he admits he did it and that he'll turn over the diamonds at the appointed time and place of Gebler's meeting. Oldroyd thinks this is BS and refuses, but Grissom overrules him. They go and watch, and when Gebler arrives, they send Oldroyd over to arrest him. The meeting goes like this. Oldroyd walks... God, I can't even... Now, I can do this. I can do this. Right, one more try. Oldroyd walks towards Gebler, under the watchful eyes of Grissom, Morris, Turner, and Slade. As he approaches Gebler, he pulls a gun, and he shouts loudly at Gebbler, Freeze! Don't move! Police! You're under arrest! Nope. One last time, strike that. He walks quietly and slowly towards Gebbler. Gebbler shouts at the top of his lungs, We did it! We got away with the diamonds! I can't believe they're so stupid to fall for that! yippee doo dah day It's the Bahamas for both of us, my faithful partner in crime, Detective Oldroid! Or something very much like that. And so they go to arrest them, but Oldroid turns out to be a partner double-crosser, and escapes in Gebbler's car, only to have Old Man Slade, still on the run from prison, run him off the road. Everyone's exonerated, and Turner and Slade have nearly released Old Man Slade over for dinner at Holly's flat. A good detective at all times, Old Man Slade can't work out how they came to visit him about the crime while he was unconscious in a park before the robbery was discovered. And Holly Turner, aren't you the daughter of Frederick Turner? The guy who wrote a book in the prison library about time travel? He might have to read that book someday. The End. What'd well, you think of this episode?
1: <laughs> well, I think you covered some of my key points in your <laughs>
0: synopsis. That's why I don't have any notes. I think I think I worked out all mine in the notes. In the I did. I did I did
1: want to talk about um I wanted to talk about whether driving a car into a hostage situation is in the Stockholm guidelines.
0: Apparently it's, uh, yeah, that, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I, the Stockholm I, guidelines.
0: Yes. Which, I just Alice want to say that yeah. I, it's, <laughs> getting, it's
1: getting to the point where not only, not only are they not bothering to adhere to any form of police procedure, whatever, they're making their own up. I mean, I presume well, it's I somehow know. inspired by, by the, the by Stockholm Stock Syndrome. Home Syndrome or the, the, the bank robbery in which the uh, hostages were taken in Stockholm that gave rise to that concept. Mm-hmm. But it seems like an odd way to react to a hostage situation. I mean, I guess we could say, yeah, Grisham did say in the previous episode that Slade was not trained in hostage tactics. Dad um, no. it, it it it's Nikki who is uh who is kind of churning up on them. But uh Yeah. Yeah, I I I think one of your key points about this episode is that the lack of procedure is becoming more and more of a problem.
0: Yeah. Th- this is, and, this uh, is... Yeah. <laughs> that bit with the diamonds was so obvious. I mean it yes. was just it was terribly bad no I'd, I'd even I'd, let's try to slip some fakes in there and put them in an evidence bag kind of thing just whenever <laughs> yeah no it, it 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 did not make any sense whatsoever, but you knew
1: it it didn't it didn't make any in world sense whatsoever, but you knew why it was being done because you knew that was as soon as as soon as you saw the scene, you knew that was where oldroyd was doing this. The switch, even though you didn't know yet that there was a switch. And that's, I don't know, it's slightly problematic because you get to, you hit those things. Or, you know, another example of this in Grisham's office, where, as you pointed out in your synopsis, she finds a way of inserting into the conversation or the interrogation where she's supposed to be interrogating Slade, in effect. Um, she finds a way of inserting the information. These are the code these are the numbers of the code to the safe, yeah, and you know that the in story reason for that is going to be that Slade is going to have memorized those luckily by the time they travel back in time so that he can open the safe in the past. But what on earth was the in story reason for her saying it that there, there isn't any attempt to kind of work it. Plausibly into the fabric of the narrative it it's it's definitely sloppy
0: and 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 although i won't do it you know i have a i have a very similar safe in my house and i am reasonably confident that i could give you the com the the numbers and you still couldn't open it for a very long time because you also have to know the directions and you have to know the number of times to swing around the 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 the, the, the past the number the last number and so it's, it's basically like three combinations to get a safe like that to open. And he's only got one of them. He, he, he could spend hours there trying to figure out how to open that safe with those numbers. But, you know, it, okay. I, I made fun of the fact that they, that they don't bag and tag the stuff, which obviously they should bag and tag the stuff. And they don't. And we have, you have correctly pointed out that these guys are not exactly bothered with this being a police procedural, and I'm fine with that. Let let you know. Let's say you've never even heard of the concept of the chain of evidence, which is of course critical to a prosecution, but uh, um, which you know went away the second he tucked it in his coat pocket. You know that 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 was the That's end it. of the chain of evidence right there. And but that notwithstanding, let's pretend we live in a universe where fine. You know, as long as the diamonds are. We can produce the diamonds for the trial. Then everything's hunky-dory. He takes two million pounds worth of diamonds and he hands them to Grissom. And he says, I'll better let you keep these. I don't care whether it's procedure or not. You hand me two million pounds worth of diamonds. I'm going to look at them before I say, oh, thank you for handing me the diamonds. (laughs) Right? It's, It's common sense at that point. You just don't do that. And of course, they could still have been fake instead of beads, which would have been more convincing. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't have again. It wouldn't
1: have served the story purpose if they need to instantly see that it's a fake, which is why they're beads. But it, it's yeah. also, as you you know, as you say, not looking at the not looking at the diamonds is problematic. But also, even if you're not following the kind of as you say, chain chain of evidence is is crucial. But the idea that you would be handed some high value evidence from a raid like this and you go oh we'd better think up some way of storing this stuff it's like are you you guys not are you guys not doing this every day for your jobs i mean you might not in this in this world you might not follow the same kind of recognized procedures that happen in real life but surely you've come across this before you know when you've seized consignment of drugs or or when you know there are all sorts of high value yeah pieces yes. of evidence that you might need to store and it's just insane that you, you would have an have evidence through something some way of do- doing that where you didn't every single time you go oh my god we've accidentally arrested someone who uh, had it or not accidentally but we've actually successfully arrested someone that was unexpected now let's think what <laughs> are we going to do with the evidence that we've got here
0: no no and they do have a i mean they have a a, a jail on premise this is not like a converted like the office one, building but yes. yes but you know they 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 have that they have a place where they kept the personal belongings of the prisoners mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know i i can tell you again i i've mentioned this before i want i i've done some work at, at tangentially with a, a law enforcement organization and part of that was in our our offices. And I remember the pain in the rear that it was for them to get an evidence room. They had to convert they had to convert a a a closet. And it was, it was a big closet, but they had to convert a closet into an evidence room. But that involved a lot of structural reinforcement of the room. I didn't see they had to you can't just have standard drop ceilings. You've got to have plating in metal and bolted up and and not let wires go through there which is why i was involved in it because we had to move our wires which going through there and things like that and and you know it's locked there's a set number of keys there is someone who keeps an eye on it there is a log book <laughs> so when evidence goes in you know it comes out they know they have to and, and you know this was just podunk insurance fraud investigations this is not people who are taking down drug busts and fenced items and and things like that i mean this is this is ridiculous that this is beyond ridiculous of this episode and shaminas is the worst episode we've watched because it's it's just throwing up so many problems and in there is so, you know here's here huh? this opportunity to just take the diamonds out he they're in the flat they know the diamonds are in the ice cube tray what would have happened if they had taken the diamonds out of that ice cube tray? It's like, what well, the, they would have had another, they would have had Holly's, another
1: discussion. Holly would have, Holly would have said, we can't mess with the past. And they would have had another discussion. And I, and then Slade would I have done it that, anyway. That may have been in the draft and they cut it for that reason. I, I mean, I have no knowledge of that, but you know, I can see uh-huh. that might've come about because that, it would have been tedious to have that conversation repeated. The problem is, as you say, it's not credible that they don't acknowledge that possibility. They don't, you know, they don't allude
0: to the fact that the diamonds are in the fridge and they know that. That's the way Slade's mind works, though, right? He's going to go straight for the, yeah, yeah, we can try to change time. It's like, yeah, how, how could they fail to change time in this situation? That, that is the question in my mind. How could they fail? fact they had drinks did they have ice in those drinks because you know <laughs> well, i don't i don't know what they were drinking off the top of my head but it's, if it was a soft drink they might have had. Some i mean actually ice.
1: more more to the point is is um i'm not sure we know when the diamonds were put in two slates flat and so they uh-huh. wouldn't know that either i don't think and they're taking the risk that they Mess with time anyway, because they will be in the flat when, you know, presumably, Gebler or whoever has checked that they're not in the flat, which he has checked by making sure they are somewhere else, like on a park bench. It would
0: be Aldroide at this point. Yeah. Okay. Aldroid's oh, you had to be the guy that's Gebbler.
1: in custody. Yeah. Or, or yeah, one of Gebler's people. The yeah, the point. The point is, they don't even discuss whether that is going to be an issue they don't even go and say oh we better check whether the diamond's already there irrespective of whether they move them because if they're not already there then they know that someone is going to come to the flat and it could
0: happen any time right and you know they also presumably and i'm you know i'm guessing the guy breaks into uh slade's flat the guy with a hypodermic which i presume is oldroyd, right? but and while he's there waiting for slade he Empties out an ice cube tray, puts the ice in, fills it back up, sticks it in the freezer to freeze up. Oh, yeah, that's probably more plausible. Okay. But it's probably not frozen by the time Slade and Turner get there after he's been dragged out to a park bench. So, I mean, it's not even like they'd have to bust open the ice cube trays. It's like, oh, yeah, there's diamonds in there. Well, we better leave them because we wouldn't be here if we... did. Yeah. I was... I really 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 was hoping these episodes would get better as we go on but this one has not inspired me to think that that's going to be the case you see the thing thing
1: thing for me is that i i i have got you know a list of all of these kind of hit issues here you know probably one or two others what you know why'd they wait till they get into the bar to ask where the money was for the transactionally? <laughs> that was one of the first things they should they should get on the scene. You know, yeah, we've got another thing with Holly and doing something that's not her field. I mean, does she ever do anything that is her job?
0: Well, she was doing uh, testing on new uh, bugs for window bugs, which luckily they needed <laughs> which is also
1: presumably not her job, but more her hobby. And, and yeah, all the kind of, all the procedure stuff. The Why do they follow... Why do they even make an attempt to follow procedures, like taping an interview? They tape an interview, and they say for the tape, Grisham and Morris present. But that's... (laughs) Yeah. That's not... I mean, you always give the rank, right? And I I still don't quite understand why, apart from Grisham, they don't have ranks. But then, if you're not going to bother with that kind of stuff, why even bother taping the interview? I don't know. And then, yeah, the Stockholm guidelines, that, 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 uh, that kind of... Yeah, I thought that was pretty weird. Or or I've got this long list of of these kind of strange things or whatever. That didn't really affect the fact that I'd still enjoyed this episode and I wasn't thinking, oh God, this is the worst episode of the season. I was thinking when, when Slade goes back to the station, Holly says, I can't come in with you, I'm already there. I'm thinking, I should be thinking, what the hell difference does that make? I mean, seriously, what I'm actually thinking is, this show this is really good fun. I love lines like that. It's absolute <laughs> nonsense, but I am completely, I, to my okay. surprise, really, really enjoying it.
0: I don't hate it. Don't don't get me wrong. I just because this is the worst of the episode doesn't mean I didn't have fun watching it. But there were a few points where it was, you know, it just rises up. It's like shut the doors. <laughs> <laughs> But he hands him to Grissom more than anything else. It was bad when he put him in his pocket. And I, I'm like, uh... But when he hands him to Grissom and she just goes, well, thanks. Hey, it's it's very I, annoying. Okay. And I, You're hurting you know, me. I've said You're this on other shows. Here.
1: It doesn't matter how good the show is. If it does things that, you know, you think, why is it doing that? You know, this would be easy to fix and it would make the show so much better. It's frustrating just because, you know, they're doing it anyway. They don't seem to care. Yes, yeah, I was. I, 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 I mean, I guess that has been the case in every single episode we've had so far, and this didn't stand out for me. I mean, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say there are worse episodes. It, you know, you your ranking may be my ranking, but it wasn't
0: necessarily the thing that was top of my mind because I was enjoying it. It's a fun watch. We do have to switch off a little bit, and yeah. I'm not good at switching off. <laughs> sure. Um, well especially when, when I'm watching, watching it for, for it the podcast, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: I think one of the things that um, might have made this episode quite enjoyable for me was the guest cast and I know you will appreciate Travis half of it yes exactly <laughs> I can't I was going to say I can't I'm not sure how to pronounce his name because it's such a while since I listened to the Blake servant episodes of the podcast is it grief as far as I know it's grief yes Stephen Grief. Yeah, Grief. So, yeah, Stephen Grief. I wasn't sure whether you would, I thought you probably wouldn't recognize Christopher Ellison as Jack Slade, old man no.
0: Slade. I so, looked at that guy and it's like, I swear I've seen him before. And I looked up and down his IMDb page and nothing jumped out at me. Uh, yeah. I know he's been in things was, like The Bill or whatnot, but I I I'd love, see to, know. That made I me love
1: to know what what you, what you had seen him in i i think that almost any british viewer will have looked at it and gone that's burnside because which is if his on series too right it was the, the it was bill it, it and was then spin went the bill, right? but it, yeah um in fact i think it was the first spin-off from the bill and uh you know no no accident really in the sense that any almost anyone who still remembers the the bill from when it was on tv and you say well who who is the, the most famous character in it, I would guess they would say Burnside. And he, I mean, even despite the fact that it he, he would have finished in the bill sort of four years before this yeah. series, the the Crime Traveller series was made. And if and if you asked me obviously apart from his own spin off series, if you asked me what else has Christopher Ellison appeared in, I would be stumped. I'm not sure I can think of anything uh, else. I probably have seen him play guest parts like this, but I'm not sure I can think of anything else. That no, there's one, there's one big finish,
0: um, but yes, but that wouldn't help me at all <laughs> because I rec- because when I look at him, it's the it's the thing on his eye. It's sort of the, it's yeah. sort of the, it's the look around his eyes, and it's the thing on his eye, and you go like I have definitely seen that guy somewhere. And if you had said, "And what was he played, I said, "He was definitely playing a gangster." Turn. <laughs> because well, he, he looks I guilty. I mean, the
1: thing about the thing about Burnside is he's he's a hard guy. He's he's okay. Yeah, you know, he's a, he's a. I mean, I don't know if that's quite the right word. He's not a gangster, obviously. He's a he's he he starts off with the a build bit, a bit like Doctor Who, being a long running show. They the writers don't always remember. What happened before and uh so um famously he he appears as Tommy Burnside, but when he comes back two years later he's turned into Frank Burnside because they presumably forgot that he already had a first name. But I used to um, go by Tommy when I was a kid, but I don't like it. But <laughs> it's fine. Like, go with Frankie now. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's always a retcon, isn't it? The that, that but but you know, he's a he's a sergeant with uh with a reputation and kind of no nonsense and then he comes in as a regular as the inspector and he, he's a kind of tough boss. But you know, maybe tough but fair, but it's it's very much that kind of the guy you don't want to cross, the guy who the criminals respect, um, the guy who yeah. even the the officers who dislike him, they they respect him as well. And in a way, this is exactly what he's playing in this episode. The the performance he gives it's basically, you know, Frank Burnside but in prison. And I I mean that that's why that's why I wonder about what are the things I've seen him in, because I don't know whether he I don't know how versatile he is. And they obviously they would have been thinking of Frank Burnside when they cast him in this. And it's no slight. I mean he plays the character Burnside so brilliantly, um, that in a way it doesn't matter if it is you know, if it is his kind of one trick, no. because he's great at it. But uh, but yeah, it's it, it, it it's definitely part of what's going on in the casting
0: here. Okay, so uh, um, while we're on the dad, yes, yeah, the whole the whole thing of him. I don't know. There was the the dad you told me, or well, you never bothered to come see me. it's Like dad, you told me not to. That little bit I didn't quite. It's like well, I didn't expect you to. You know, not argue with me or anything, but he, he clearly at least kind of—he figures out.
1: Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say it's kind of weird how Slade Junior. is taken by surprise that Gebler was involved, or Ge- or Gebler was a a target in the case in which Slade uh-huh. Senior. went down. Because you'd have thought, whatever his beliefs on this and whatever he thinks about the estrangement, he would have kind of looked into the details of it a bit i mean Must that's have, a fairly fundamental yeah. one so
0: yeah and again the other thing is clearly we're supposed to believe slade's a good cop and clearly we're supposed to believe that his dad is a good cop and they come down here and they find out that only oh, your partner's on the thing and then gebbler's doing this thing again and it's like oh slade walks out going oh it's Gebler, and Fifteen minutes later, I think, his dad pops up and realizes, no, it's old droid. Right? Isn't that that's what he was calling him about, right? He's like, no, it's it's you hmm. got to look out for old droid. That's what makes sense here. And it bugs me that Slade doesn't see that. It's like there are two people in hey, this case doing the exact same thing. Yeah, Slade Jr. Well, there's Slade and his old man Slade. And and <laughs> so that doesn't reflect well on on youngster Slade young tot the other thing is i find really odd is that dinner scene at the end where they keep cutting back and forth to the time machine in the other room. yeah during their conversation and dad is clearly a lot sharper than his son because he's worked out the timeline doesn't work already then he puts it together with frederick turner the guy who wrote about it time machine and i i don't know what to take of that last uh thing they asked about the book and he's well i didn't read it it's like i think he's lying there right he has read the book he does he he must have an inkling of what's going on here i don't know that, if he's read the book but
1: he's certainly yeah he's certainly he's he's on he's on to them
0: okay so let me ask this question if you met a person whose name was Turner. Would you automatically assume that they were related to another person whose name was Turner that was on a book you didn't read in a library in prison? Because that does seem no. a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> okay. Okay. that That's why I – it's like there's got to be something else that put, connects those dots. And now we know – I'm speculating here because I have not looked ahead – Now we know that Jack Slade, old man Slade, knows Grissom, right? That makes it sound like he worked here, not up north or whatever, that he worked in London. And they did call it London in this episode at one point. Got notes on that, yeah. No, it's not Reading after all. I think his dad worked in the same precinct. And I'm wondering if his dad has had any Actual interactions with Frederick Turner back in I the day, don't know because about we that. know he had a working time machine, too. Got trapped in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No, I'm. I. I. I wouldn't rule out the fact that Old Man Slade may have come across Old Man Turner. He obviously knows something about Old Man Turner to have made the connection. I don't know that we know that um, and Old Man Slade, worked <laughs> together. He, possible we, we so. don't know where they, the, to they, they worked together yeah we right. know that then we know that they know each other but it could have been somewhere else and why else would but she send him a bottle of wine or a case of wine when he got yeah, out yeah. well but that was yeah i think it's yeah i sorry
0: we arrested we you i don't know it, it it would just i i'm thinking that were this show to go on long enough we were going to find out that he's time traveled with her dad now that would that what this felt like to me. Oh, I don't know if I'd go that far. Oh, I don't know. I, don't know. I recognize the signs of time travel. All right, interesting. You know, interesting. Would, he would be in the same situation. Yeah, could be. Because if this guy is a big name, you'd think he would be back as a guest star.
1: Yeah. I, well, I, yeah. No, I, I, I definitely got vibes from the from that final scene that he would be back. I don't know but, that I would have concluded it just from him being a big name i'm not assuming that Stephen grief is coming back and he's a big name uh, and yeah it's it's uh well
0: a big name they didn't use for much of anything right i mean they they we've been we've had his father hung over the series from the very beginning now we finally found out what's going on and his dad is now free and back on the scene it it feels like the beginning of something that's all so yeah. not because um... he's a big name no no but no I agree I agree it just felt like um we should also point out that uh the guy who played Gareth Oldroyd which is that a real name <laughs> you mean is it um, someone's I'd, name yes are there are there actually named people named Oldroyd because I've I've never heard it before I had to look oh. it up to see how it was spelled um I'm sure I've heard, heard like, it before oh, but I don't know of anyone named Oldroyd okay okay it's it's just Gebler, I've heard, but Oldroyd definitely is like, well, that's um, maybe none of the Oldroids ever made it to the United States.
1: Well, I don't know. but Quick <laughs> quick look at Ancestry says in 1891, there were 1,388 Oldroyd families living in Yorkshire.
0: Okay. Uh, that's played by Ray Lannan, who I watched the whole episode going, I have seen that guy before, just like I did. Yeah, I thought he was familiar. Well, he's in three episodes of star hunter redux i don't know if i've seen that oh you he he probably in haven't seen them came. and he was in frontier in space well i have seen that of course he was apparent head of the earth ship that uh originally arrested came to the rescue of the ship that the doctor and joe landed on and were attacked by the old they came in then arrested them took them to earth and that was the end of their involvement in the story but uh he was i guess the commander of that uh, group gardener but i don't think i recognized him for that i'm sure i recognized him from star hunter redux which i've watched more recently i think maybe he also was in the bill some well i think it's fair to say that pretty much if you were working if you were a working oh, okay.
1: actor between 1984 and 2010 you were in the bill
0: okay Well, then that's, he was in it more than once, but he obviously wasn't a regular. I thought maybe there was something. Yeah, no, he was in the, he was,
1: he was actually in the bill with someone I was at college with. Same, same episode that, because obviously I know people who are in the bill because there are that many people who have been in the bill. So, (laughs)
0: okay. (laughs) It's a bit of a coincidence. I thought, I thought maybe there was a, a a tie-in between him and Slade's father, the actor, that maybe those two had played partners or something in the bill i see what you mean but i don't think that is the case i know nothing about it but i just thought it could be could be stunt casting like who would be his partner i know his partner in the bill
1: actually that's see that's another thing what they do talk about him being his partner don't they yes in this episode but that's what what that's just nonsense what you don't have partners that's an american thing is
0: it okay i don't know I did I've not know that see? I'm
1: missing these things. I'm not even picking them
0: up. See, now I thought that, uh, that, uh, Ray and, uh, uh, oh gosh, I can't think of the other one's name in, uh, in, in life on Mars. Um, the two underlings there, Ray and the guy with a beetle-ish haircut, um, were partners, but okay. Okay. Fine. And it's, uh, now, now that you mention it, I, I'm going to keep an eye out for that in the future see if that ever is, is a thing. Never noticed that about British cops. Alright, uh, what else
1: have we got? I'm. I'm that's pretty much it. There's, a, there's one tiny little nit that I didn't pick earlier, which is when they try and stall the police going to the time machine, they don't hey. consider the fact that if the Police are right there behind them, they're going to find it really difficult to get back to the time machine for the right time when it's critical to do so, which indeed they do find it difficult having to go in through a previously undisclosed unknown entrance. But (laughs) they still seem to be surprised at the fact that they're having that difficulty. Whereas I would be thinking, hang on a minute, stalling the police to get into the time machine is the least of our worries. That if you know, if we don't manage that, that just means we get arrested. But if we get stalled on the way back to it after having travelled, we get
0: stuck in the loop of infinity. Um, but they don't, maybe we should think to, again. they don't have to return to the time machine in the nick of time. They could return to the time machine a bit earlier, but they never do. But you're right. Well, that's,
1: yeah, that's true. Right. I've seen that.
0: Well, I still try So they may not have it. been thinking of that when they were trying to escape and get into the time machine. It's like, eh, okay. I, there I we did go. like that's, the that's scene. It. I did like that scene where where Danny is given the task of stalling the police, which he which he gamely does. It's like okay, uh, what the heck? I'll go ahead and commit a crime. I'll just uh, I'll just go and get my a collection crime. of banana skins. Yeah, yeah. See. But then when they run back in, she's like, "Well, uh, you want to explain to me how, like, three seconds ago you just came running up that way and went up the stairs?" No, no, I don't want to know like okay he's finally catching on he's finally catching on you do not want to know what goes on in turner's apartment (laughs) just just let the electric bill ride and it just is go yeah all right well in that case um i feel like i wrote down the name of the next episode and yet i don't see it here oh 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 i should ask this question i should ask this question um when Slade's dad goes to the prison warden did you notice what it said on the floor? No. Tempest Fugit. Great okay. big seal or something under the door. This time flies, isn't it? On the prison floor. Yes, it is. On the prison floor of the warden's office, yeah. I just thought that was odd.
1: Yeah. That... Could this could this like be no old man Slade knows about time travel? Not any connection to old man Turner, but just because the prison governor is time traveling,
0: it's a, it's, <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's a prison for time travelers. <laughs> there was there was some comment, wasn't there, about his dad keeps it a secret where he is, but he found out anyway. It had a funny name on the prison, like Project Nine or something, didn't it? Uh, oh, on I didn't the spot that on either. the name, oh, I'm gonna have to rewatch it. It was there was something there was something odd about the name of the prison. It's like, don't they call it like HMS? dorchester or something like a ship (laughs) or or something but this was hmp this was just a hmp but yeah yeah i I don't know
1: what don't know what they call the floating prison i don't know whether they're called hms or hmp or hmps Uh, i'll find out for next time i'll report back okay
0: what is the next episode then i'll ask you since i don't have it written down death minister ah death minister that sounds cool (laughs) Simon, thank you for joining me. It's a pleasure, as always. Listeners, I hope you'll join us all again next time on Fusion Patrol. You've been listening to Fusion Patrol. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, we hope you'll consider supporting us at buymeacoffee.com slash Fusion Patrol or patreon.com slash Fusion Patrol. For our monthly Patreon subscribers, we're currently running a special series on Babylon 5. Come join the conversation in the comments section of this episode at FusionPatrol.com. You'll also find there over a decade of past episodes. You can find some of our other works at SoundCloud.com FusionPatrol. Our music is Fight the Future by Amber Wolf. This has been a Lone Locust production. On the next episode of Fusion Patrol, we look at two more episodes of Logan's Run, starting with... Night Visitors, and followed by Turnabout, come join the conversation on Fusion Patrol.